This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made For This podcast. Hey, Jenny. Hey. What's up? Guess what? 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 We just hit 10 million downloads. (laughs) (laughs) That is insane. Are you kidding? That's crazy. No, it feels like a (laughs) fake number a little bit. It definitely does. Can't get our head around that one. I can't even believe that it's only been, what, less than two years or two years in July. This week I had a totally different episode planned, but I thought it'd be fun for us to, like, do a trip down memory lane, if you will. Yeah. So... Anyway, I'm letting people in on this phone call like we usually do because I feel like we're doing this together with all these people. I mean, they, it, 10 million feels like a huge number, but really behind all these numbers is like our podcast family. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, when I've gotten, which is very limited this semester and this year, to go out on the road and to hear from students and from adults that are listening, it has changed my view of this thing, that they are really with us. There are so many people that listen to every episode and follow along and are being discipled. And I just am so grateful for this platform because it really does accomplish everything I dreamed with my life, which was to teach the Bible, which we do on Tuesdays, and then to bring people together where we get to be curious and learn from, you know, the best of the best on different subjects. And it has inspired me. I feel like as I've been going and doing the work on this, it just is such a gift that we are a part of this bigger story. And and it's so simple. Like what we've built is so simple, but I think it's needed in that there is, you know, a a community of people that that want to learn and want to grow and want to follow God together. And, you know, we've stayed out of the fray. It's not that we don't deal with hard things, but we do it in a way that's super relational and loving. And I just think it's a unique little community that we have here. And we're so grateful that you all are a part of it. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening right now, make sure you go back all the way to the beginning if you haven't already and start with season one because I think, you know, there's just so many moments along the way that are just our absolute favorite. So many amazing guests that we've had on and some good conversations about things like friendship and emotion and our minds and even a whole series on kids and parenting. Like we just, we've covered so many different topics. And so we want you to go back and be a part of this little rewind with us and wherever you're listening right now i just want you to know we want you to know that we love hearing from you we are so grateful for you for listening every tuesday and thursday and we can't wait to see what's in store for the next couple years i think recently just as far as the character of God goes, I've been leaning into when it says like he's our hiding place and our shelter. And I think even as an extrovert who likes to go out and be with people and feels that lack whenever I can't go out with a pe- like a group of people, I think it's learning to be content and being alone in my room and just getting to fill up there and be energized from that. Because there's always going to be, the other thing is there's always going to be younger people and there's always going to be people that you can reach out to that do need you. And you can always go be that community for other people, even if the people around you that might be your peers, because that's the other thing. Peers can be ministry, too, and like usually are, um, especially in high school. But like the truth is, even if you're a freshman, you can always go get a group of seventh graders together and be pouring into them. And that can be like a source of your community because we are built to be with people. And you can also reach out to older people. I think mentors are huge. 
The people that are extraordinary on the ball field but are bad at the breakfast table, that it's uns- the ball field's unsustainable because their family's not okay. If you got to pick one, be great at the breakfast table. When we talk about balance, when we talk about pursuing like balance is having high ground for hard days. It's that place you can go to remember who you are, what you're about, and why you're doing the hard stuff. And that's faith, and that's family, and that's friends. And that's what we lump inside the breakfast table, right? So if you're not investing in those things, don't be surprised when they're not there. You know, we look at this 10,000 hour rule as a maximum professional athletic development, which is it's fine. But my problem with it is we typically apply that 10,000 hour rule to our passions and our professions, but not the rest of our lives. But you measure what matters. So what's a rep in being a good daddy? What's a rep in being a good husband? And are you counting those as much as you're counting squats and curls and throws and catches and all these other things, right? And I would say to you, my life is like that. I more often say now I have to argue it out with God than I do yes when the tough stuff comes. But I just keep coming back to this, talk it out. And then he's promised to give you the power to do what he says, not the power to do what you're asking him to let you do, unless that's his will. I've learned it the hard way. I've said no. And I've missed the most incredible opportunities for Jesus. The first time that happened, I said, I'll never do that again. I I could have done that. And so you just learn to say yes, just yes to everything, just yes. Can we change? Well, I mean, it says that we can, but we worry that we won't because perhaps we're not enough. I mean, it's entirely possible that Jesus, if we were to ask him, is change really possible? He might say, like, like, like John the Baptist, are you the one for whom we've been waiting? Jesus doesn't give him an answer that's straightforward like we would like. He doesn't say, yes, I am. He says, tell John, the blind see, the lame walk, and the good news is preached to the poor, and blessed are those who don't stumble over me. It's really hard. Like, and I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking John the Baptist, like, he's in prison. He's about to have his head taken off his body. And, like, if I'm him, like, I would be asking the same question. I am asking it. Like, I'm asking the question. You're asking the question. We all want to know. And all Jesus says to us is, what do you see? What do you feel? What do you sense when I'm with you? Live into that. Don't let shame let you worry. I'm not leaving the room. You know, I tell people all the time, God sees your problems. He sees everything that goes on. And he will rescue, oh, thank you, Jesus. He will rescue you from perishing. He will rescue you from all the stuff that we have to go. He's the rescuer. We just have to give him time and give him a chance and have people around us that will help us accept the rescue. Many people are so sad, so angry, so hostile because they just don't know what, number one, they don't know who's watching over them. They won't give Jesus a chance. They won't give the Lord a chance. They want to take situations into their own hand, but they don't know it's already solved. When you give your life to Jesus, it's already solved. With social media, right? With all these bodies on that you can have access to with a click of a button, there's so much comparison going on. 
And so the biggest thing I preach when it comes to disordered eating is, is really knowing where your value lies. Because this world will tell you that your value is in your body, your value is on your followers, on social media, how you look, how your clothes look, all of that. They're going to say that is where your value is. And we as Christians need to know that, man, our value is way beyond that. Like our value is said and done and set in stone. And it's not going to change based on the climate of our culture or based on what is trendy. Um, because those things will always change. And if our value is is based on that, man, we are going to be thrown in a whirlwind every new day. And so where do we find our foundation when it comes to our value? Love is of God, and we need to the churches here to steward that, to be our coming together, learning from each other, worshiping together. He loves us all. And if we fall in love with him, we got a partnership going here. We got a friendship going. He calls us to be friends. That's the message that we got to have with as little condemnation as we can have. We got to try to create a Oh, receive one another. Receive one another. Love one another. These are the last words of Jesus. By this may all men know you to my disciples because you love one another. So we got to get over that deception and come back to loving. What? The enemy knows as soon as he sees me have a near anxiety attack is that I am having a breakdown in trust. Anxiety is always control related. Always, always. It's that somehow I, I want to control that situation so badly and I, I'm not God and I can't. Mm. And it's that scrambling for it. But I, I would say to anyone, okay, what does it take in your spiritual disciplines because we're never going to outgrow them. And this is one of the things that every yeah. generation has to pass down to the next. Yes. Is that there are a lot of ways, a lot of methods, uh, a lot of different ways that we do things today. Our worship sounds different than it did 25 years ago. But the basics of us having a prayer life, us having a consistent time in the scriptures, and considering, just considering some intermittent fasting here and there, these things, they don't go out of right. style. Right. There's still is no there's no way around. Amen. Them. People need people. We have a need for each other. When you read the Bible, the Bible is full of verses that talk about each other. Encourage each other, support each other, need for each other. We were made for each other. And we were made for human connection and non-things connection. And I think the whole idea in our culture, we thank God by His grace, people still need each other, possibly because they don't have a lot of material things. You have to depend on another to fill in the gaps for you. And as a result, naturally, we have a communal life because we are dependent on each other. Authority, that is something that I didn't realize that I had most of my life. I was a victim to my mind, and I didn't understand that God had given me authority over my thoughts, and I could change them. And I'm telling you, let me 
fast forward to my story today and tell you that there are still, in fact, last night I woke up at 4 a.m., but let me tell you what I do now when I wake up. I do not let the enemy have an inch. I don't let him have a second of my mind. I notice it now. I see when I start to spiral or think negative thoughts about God, about my life, and I interrupt it and I say no. Like, and I mean, y'all, I've gotten all charismatic in my bedroom. Like I'm waving my arms and like, get out of here. Like I know what I'm up against and I'm clear about it. And I speak with authority over it because of the power of God that I know is real and strong enough to destroy it. And guys, I'm free. That is so fun to listen to, Chloe, because there have been some incredible guests and we've done some incredible deep work over this year and a half, two years together. And I want to say a huge shout out and a big thank you to Casey, to Scott, to Chloe, who have been a part of this team from the beginning and have made this what it is. I believe from the beginning, Chloe, you and I knew we wanted to do this and felt like it was important to do this, but it was a little bit out of our league and we didn't know how to do it. And Casey Helmet came along and said, hey, this is how you do it. And and then Scott came along and has been the fan- most fantastic editor. If y'all wonder why the quality of the show is what it is, it is not Chloe and I in a studio mixing the sound. <laughs> it is a guy by the name of Scott Caro and Casey Helmick that, that launched this thing and said, hey, you can do this. And so it's been such a gift. And Chloe, I just appreciate your friendship in it. I don't ever like to do anything alone. I love to do life and ministry and community. And you've been such a good friend in this and have really brainchilded most of these topics as you've been reading emails from from people and and keeping a pulse on you know what what is it people need to hear about and you've done such a great job of going you know what we need to talk about this and it has been spot on every time so i'm so grateful for you and how how you have helped shape this content yeah love you friend this is a fun work we get to do it is can't believe we get to do it that's how i feel every single day so happy 10 million downloads made for (laughs) listeners thanks for being in this with us We can't wait to see you for another episode next week.